grateful for you to able to join us, those who are here in person, those who are joining us live right where you are. You're welcome to join us in fellowship as we want to welcome you a little something like this. Thank you. 
Morning Church. We thank God for another day. Maybe a little cooler than we expected, but it is November. Amen. Let's have an opening word of prayer. Father God, we come thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you, Lord, that you are Jehovah Jireh, our provider, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are the Prince of Peace, the everlasting God. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are a wonderful counselor, Heavenly Father. You are the Prince of Peace. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this moment here, Heavenly Father. Please bless everyone under the sound of my voice, Father, the ones that are here and the ones that are not here, Heavenly Father. Father, we've come, Heavenly Father, to worship you in truth and in spirit, Lord. Lord, we honor you, we praise you, and we will be forever grateful to you, Heavenly Father, our Lord and our Savior. It's in the name of our Lord and Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. 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 The scripture reading will come from Psalm 51. Psalm 51. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Psalm 51. If you're able to stand around of God's word, you may do so. Psalm 51. Beginning with the first verse. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love. Because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me, clean me from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. For I recognize my rebellion. It hunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right. And what you say, and your judgment against me is just. For I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. But you desire honesty from the womb. Teach me wisdom even there. Purify me from my sins, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me. Now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence, and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and make me willing to obey you. Then I will teach your ways to rebels, and they will return to you. Forgive me for shedding blood, O God, who saves. Then I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. You do not desire a sacrifice, for I will offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. Look with favor on Zion and help her. Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with sacrifices offered in the right spirit, with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be will again be sacrificed on your altar. Amen. Maybe see.
going to now open up the Old Testament to Psalm 51. Thank you, uh, Pastor Price, for reading that in this morning in our time of scripture and worship. Now, if you look in this text, uh, we want to kind of know about God's unfailing love. Uh, leads David to repent and appeal to God's grace and mercy so that he can be restored to God and be revived in the right relation with God with a clean heart. Help me announce this subject matter to you and tell them, give me a clean heart. This is David's cry to God, and I want that to be our cry, for God to give us a clean heart. I want to encourage us that we might turn from sin and towards God and with a broken and a contrite heart. Tell your neighbor a contrite heart. A contract heart is a broken heart. This imagery used in this psalm is expressing a contract heart or a spirit as in one which is of pride and self-sufficiency have been completely humbled by the conscience of guilt. I want to emphasize the conscience of guilt. We have a lot of people apologize, but they don't feel guilty. They're only sorry they got caught. But they would keep on doing it. They don't feel guilty. They just ashamed that they got caught in what they were doing. But a contract heart will mean I am sorry and I want to change. And another way to understand having a contract heart is that if someone goes around punching people in a line and they keep on saying I'm sorry, by the time they get to you, right, you hope they repent. I have a few more witnesses here. See, see a contract heart means I'm going to change my behavior. I'm not going to keep on doing the same thing. I'm sorry. Not because I got caught, but because of my guilt, my shame that's impacting my life. This country, this contrition experience, though, is different for everyone. Everybody goes through it differently. But one thing that can emphasize is your love and faith in God will affect your contrition. Contrition involves repentance and the, and the hatred of sin that offended God. Your desire to be right relationship with God will move you further away from the sin that is holding you down. David had to deal with his sin. The entry of this psalm tells us that this psalm of David, when the prophet came to him after he had gone into Bathsheba. Y'all see that there in the psalm? Sometimes we don't read that part, but the scripture has put that in there for a reason. That is a part of the original text. The introduction says in Psalm 51, New Living Translation says, For the choir director, a psalm of David, regarded the time Nathan the prophet came to him after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. Now, the text has mentioned he committed adultery, but that's not the only sin David did. We need to be careful that once we do one sin, we might repeat and do another sin. Try to cover up the first sin. I'm talking to somebody. You know, my mother would told me that if you told me the truth, you ain't got to ruin your last life. <laughs> See, when, when we sin, we try to cover up with more sin. And so here it is in 2 Samuel. Give us a background. 2 Samuel 12, chapter, verse 1. It says, So the Lord sent Nathan, the prophet, to tell David this story. There were two men in a certain town. One was rich and one was poor. That's the beginning of the story. Nathan the prophet tells us to David, David feeling righteous and feeling anger towards this man and took advantage, the rich man taking advantage of the poor man and saying, that man needs to pay for what he has done. Watch out. So what makes this impressive is you see the prophet speaking truth to power. The prophet is speaking what thus saith the Lord. This is very, very uh, 
moment of time of, say, of precautionary measures because if the king don't like what he hears, all they got to do is point and they will say, God. And so he had to say what God had him to say to the king. And this is, this is where it's dangerous that when you are being accountable unto God, that you might have to stand up and boldly rebuke some people in power, people of position, but yet you got to speak so that you can have a clean heart. Here's what the response to 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 5 through 7. David was furious, as surely as the Lord lives, he vowed. Any man who would do such a thing deserves to be, deserves to die. He must be paid for lambs to the poor man for the one he stole and for having no pity. Then Nathan said to David, You are that man. The Lord, the God of Israel, says, I anointed you king of Israel and saved you from the power of Saul. But yet you did these great, horrible things. Verse 13 goes on to say, Then David confessed to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, Yes, for the Lord has forgiven you, and you won't die for this sin. See, this song background gives us this context that Nathan, has counted, has called David to be accountable for what he has done. Once David gives it, he has a contrite heart. He confesses and realizes, I have messed up. He didn't blame on somebody else. You know, if they didn't do this, then I would have done that. He says, no, I have sinned. We got to take responsibility for our own actions. We got to bear before the Lord ourselves and let God work in us and change us so we can be better. We want to see the world change, but we are we let God change us? See, we got to be changed in order to change the world. I wish I had somebody here. See, so this song helps us to understand how we can have a contrite heart before God. This song is known as a pentacle song because of the penitence and the prayer of David. Many of us probably have heard this song mentioned and gone through, and we're going to walk through. You might say, I recognize that verse. Yes, because that popular. This points out how to confess, how to be broken before the Lord. We're going to meditate on the song together. Looking at verses 1 through 2, the open, look how David opens up. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion. Blot out the stains of my sins, wash me clean from my guilt, purify me from my sin. See, David knows he sinned and was caught before the Lord. David calls on God's unfailing love, knowing that I am worthy, I'm sorry, I'm unworthy of your love, God, but yet because you love me un uh, unconditionally, I'm coming to your love. We are, we are blessed because how the Lord loves us. His love gives us strength. It goes on to say that the, the power of love covers a multitude of sins. Perfect love covers a multitude of sins. So when we understand that God loves us, no matter what we've done, no matter what we go through, that's encouragement to say, I can come with my mess. I can come broken. See, when we transgress here, this text deals with two different words of sins, transgressions and or my iniquities. To transgress is to go past the set boundaries. David knows the law he has broken. He knew what line he crossed. We, we hear this all the time when in the streets somebody talk about, don't you, don't you touch me, right? Don't you cross this line. We know how to talk to you, right? Because you cross in the struggle. Right? In the old western, right? It's drawn out. Cross this line. 
I can't answer what's going to happen next, right? They understand, like, you cross this boundary, there's something that's going to happen. David understood because I crossed the line, something should happen to me. But notice what the prophet told him. He said that you won't die for this sin. Thank God for his mercy. See, he loves us even when we know we mess up. Do you know that the ways of sin is death? But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. We are blessed by God that he has already forgiven us before we ask. David did not ask for forgiveness, but yet he already told him, I've given you mercy. You won't die for this sin. So my question to you, to be contract, to be broken, to be humble, will you confess your sins? Will you submit to the will of the Lord? Or will you ignore him and walk in your guilt or in your shame when you haven't hidden so much that you don't know that is there? But David wants to be clean. He says, wash me clean from my guilt. Guilt also equals iniquity, which means that he acknowledged what I did was wrong. Remember I said, some people say I'm sorry only because they got caught. His iniquity, he recognized, I feel guilty. I feel bad for what I have done. You know how people uh, uh, say I'm sorry, but they don't mean it. Yeah, and, and you know, he has children, he does it before. Say I'm sorry. Sorry! <laughs> you know, or, or we have the new song, I'm sorry but not sorry, right? You know, I'm saying it, but not really good. And here it is that David says, I am sorry. I realize I am guilty. Remove this guilt, remove this shame, remove this stench. Purify from my soul. Verse 3 says, For I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I've done what is evil in your sight. You will. You will be proved right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just. For I was a sinner, yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. But you desire honesty from the womb. Teach me wisdom even then. David acknowledges that, Lord, against you and you alone I have sinned. He's understanding that his sin did not impact other people, but yet he's understanding that I argue the sin. He's understanding that, God, I have I did not acknowledge I broke your law. I have not acknowledged I went against you. I have not acknowledged that I've done this wrong, but it haunts me. Notice it says day and night. See, when we are not being broken, not being contrite, we have something messing with us that we can't answer to. Things are just not working right in your life. Things are not going right in your life, but yet you've got some unconfessed sins. If you just can confess, he says truth, that we can let the truth come out. The truth will set you free. Remember I said David committed adultery, but that wasn't only sin he did. If you know the Ten Commandments, you can look at he got at least three commandments he did wrong. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not cover your neighbor's house. You must not cover your neighbor's wife. If y'all don't know what happened, David saw somebody he liked. It wasn't his wife. He got with her, found out she pregnant. He tried to bring the daddy home from, from war. He used to be out fighting too. But he bring daddy home. Daddy says, I can't be with my wife because my, my soldier out there is just like me, so I'm going to sleep outside. And I said, that won't work. So then David puts him in the front line to make sure that he dies. And then, after a moment of mourning, he took the widow to become his wife. But here's the thing. Uriah wasn't just somebody. That's the, the lady. 
remember he said one that died? That was one of his mighty men. That was the one that was with him when Saul was trying to kill him. That was the one that protected him when everybody else was against him. And this is the one that he's betrayed. This is the one that he set up to die. This man was not willing to disobey what God called him to do. But David used him, misused him, and abused him, and then took advantage of his wife. David committed murder to cover up his sin. Remember how we do more sins, cover up other sins. And that's why David was saying God is just in his decision. Now the prophet tells David, you're the man. You're the one who's guilty. You're the one who has done these great atrocities before the Lord. You killed your own servant just to hide me. But notice, if you look back in 2 Samuel 12, verse 13, there's also some judgments that comes on today. There's consequences of the sins. Then David confessed to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan replied, yes, but the Lord has forgiven you, and you won't die for your sin. But verse 14 said, but nevertheless, because he has shown utter contempt for the word of the Lord by doing this, your child will die. Mm. Your child will die. Sin destroys life. James says that uh, out of your, your own evil desire, sin comes. And once it gives birth, it dies. <laughs> That's all it's going to come from. You can do it and then it's going to die. There's no prosperity. There's no life in living in a life of sin. Don't be misled. Galatians 6, uh, 6 chapter verse says, don't be misled. God will not be mocked. You reap what you sow. David understood what he did was wrong. Now he's getting what he should not, he does not want to have, but his son's going to die. He's not going to die, but his son is going to die. They would rather be him. Matter of fact, Nathan goes on to tell him that you're going to have problems in your own house. You did this privately, but publicly somebody's going to sleep with your wife. And, and matter of fact, it was his own son. And then one of your sons died. And matter of fact, he said, I was Absalom, and Absalom was, it was me that was died and not you. But Absalom was trying to take his kingdom. <laughs> David had turmoil and trouble because of his own messed up life. But yet God said he was a man after his own heart. Not because David was perfect, but because David had decided to get right once he realized he was wrong. You don't read him another account of David doing what he just got caught from. He repented, he changed his life. Jesus teaches us to walk in his truth. For the truth will set you free. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And here's another thing, too, that when we are not getting, say, our just punishment, be careful. 2 Peter 3 9 says, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. When we get time to get it right, that's God's grace and his mercy being expressed to us. David has messed up. He took, look, look, this happens after, you look in the chapter, this happens after he did everything. Then the prophet goes to him. <laughs> See, God was giving him time to get it right. Then like David here. Son, you're not getting it right. All right, prophet goes tell him. Prophet goes tells him the parable. David so blinded from his own pride and he was not listening to what the prophet is saying. So that man, he deserves to die. You're the man. Uh oh. Now he realized, God, you've been good to me. Your grace has been good to me. I messed up. 
against you and you alone I have sinned. Now, Lord, I need to be cleansed. I need to be purified. Verse 7 in Psalm 51 says, Purify me from my sins and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be wider than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broke me now. Let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Verse 10, create in me a clean heart. Oh God, renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Make me willing to obey you. I want to highlight here that God has already forgiven him. He has just not confessed yet. We have made people think that forgiven is earned. You don't earn forgiveness. Forgiveness is a gift. Help preach to you and forgiveness is a gift. See, God forgives us not because we gave anything back to him, but because what he gave to us. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, he gave. See, forgiveness is a gift. That's when, when the word of, of, of grace is charity. That's where we get charity. <laughs> and so it's a gift. And so when God forgives us, he blesses us with a gift we don't deserve. That's why another way to look at forgiveness is to let go. And so here it is, David says, that don't look at my wrongs. Cleanse me, let's remove this. That's why it says blot it out. Another way about blot, this is pre, you know, wide out, pre-erasers, pre-belief. Pre so in order to take a word out, they just put, put a whole bunch of ego It's gone. That was a blot out. So now, now, nowadays, right, we can download and just load all kinds of stuff to erase and move, remove it. But back then, when it's written down in ink, how can I get rid of it? How can I go erase it? Line it out. All right. Start over. Here it is, David. Lord, I need to be clean. I need to remove my sin. Remove this stain. Remove this stench. Remove whatever it is. Wash me. Cleanse me so I can be presented. And here's another thing, too, what David asked. He says, give me what? A clean heart. Basically, what David's saying is, basically, give me a new heart. Create me a clean heart. The same word used in Genesis when God created nothing. I'm sorry, created something out of nothing. Create something out of nothing. So he's saying that I have nothing. My heart is gone. I have nothing that I can do creating me a clean heart. Here's the situation. Jeremiah 17, 19 tells us how wicked our hearts are. God knows how to see the wicked. We know how to see the wicked. We know how we fool people. We, we, we don't have to cross our fingers behind our back when we say we lie to somebody. We already know we lie. And here it is, we try to deceive other people. And here it is, David says, Lord, I can't deceive you. I need something new, because what I have is not good enough. And so God created me a new heart. That's why we like Corinthians to say, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, all things pass away, but all things become new. Which means the Lord change me, renew me, revive me. Notice what David says, revive my spirit, revive. Make, take me back to when I first believed. Take me back to the joy of my salvation. Take me back because I'm feeling so drained and so beat down because of my sin. Somebody in here needs to go through their life. You're feeling down. You're feeling now maybe there's some things we have not confessed to the Lord. And we need to let go. Maybe, maybe it might be someone we hurt ourselves that we have a bad relationship with somebody because we haven't confessed to them. 
It might be someone that you have not heard a long time ago and, and you don't know it, but yeah, they feel too harmful. They wrong them. If they can pick up the phone and call, everything could be all right. Because you've already moved on. You've already forgiven them. You're probably not aware. This beautiful thing about our God, that even when we feel distant from him, he said, I'm here waiting. Will you call him? Will you allow him to revive you so you can walk in right relationship with him? And notice the response. We see that once he, he gets revived, he wants to go and teach. He wants other people to know how good God is. And then he points out that I will show them what you desire, O oh God. Verse 13. When I will then I will teach your works to the others, and they will return to you. Forgive me for shedding blood, O oh God, you saved. Then I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. You do not desire a sacrifice, or I will offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and a repentant heart, O God. Or you will not desire a broken or a contrite heart, O God. Here, some suggest that David was a songster. He was a singer, uh, that he had no singing praise of his own kind. Uh, some suggest because it says unsealed my lips that he could not sing to God because he was not right with God. Some of you might have been in a relationship with somebody, right? When you are angry with somebody that you can't talk to them, they say, Boom! You roll your eyes, you scoff when you see them, they walk by, you get mad, but they walk in, stay in the house again. Oh! And here it is, David, he loves to be in the house of the Lord, but he can't get there because he's not right. But now he says, Lord, unseal my lips. <laughs> and this is what you're after. If I, I would have given you um, a, a turtle dove, I would have given you an ox, I would have given you a sheep, I would have given you a goat, but that's not what you desire. You desire a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Again, to be contrite means to acknowledge our wrong, to be humble before the Lord, and allow God to put us in right order. May what breaks God's heart breaks our heart. May we hate sin as he hates sin and love righteousness as he loves righteousness. May we seek to do what brings glory to the God. And then the song closes out. Look with favor on Zion and help him. Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with the sacrifices offered in the right spirit. With burnt offerings and the whole burnt offerings. And the bulls will again be sacrificed on the altar. Notice it says, in the right spirit. In order for me to rise, but I have to be broken. David understood that I can't just come in any way, but I gotta come with humility. David knew the right sacrifice had to be presented in order for everything to be all right. Anybody ever had light and you put on a lampshade, but yet you need a more light, you to take the shade off and get more light? Are often times that we understand that God has given us a light, but we're trying to cover it up. But yet we need to remove and say, Lord, I need to be bright like you. David knew sacrifice of living would please God by being a heart of brokenness before him. But do you understand that David was a precursor of what to come? The Bible, gospel says, 42 generations from David. A lineage came the perfect sacrifice that was presented to help rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. 
and bring favor on Zion. I'm talking about Jesus, the Son of God, the great high priest who has died for our sins. He even said, Lord, forgive them. They know not what they're doing. Even before we confess what we did was wrong, he has already forgiven us. What he's looking for is not for you to earn his forgiveness, but you to fully receive what he's already given you. And then for you to cry, Lord, create in me a clean heart. We understand that Jesus, he took on our pain, our shame, our guilt, so that we might be redeemed. That because of God's unfailing love, we know what love looks like. They hung him high, they stretched him high. He hung his head for us, he died. When we say, how much did he love us? <laughs> he hung on that cross for us. So David would say, Lord, have mercy. When I look at Psalm 51, when Jesus was walking on this earth, there was a fine man. The man said, Son of David, have mercy. Oh, I think that man knew that song, Psalm 51. Because some believe that their illness was because of their sin. And so he said, Son of David, have mercy. Oh, Jesus, I think he's saying my favorite song. Jesus heard the man and said, Come here. And told the man, Be of good courage. The master called for you. Jesus gave sight to the blind. He made a lame to walk. He raised the dead alive. We may not have seen somebody like Lazarus come out of a tomb wrapped in clothes. But if you look around, there were some people sitting around that used to be dead. I was thinking, dead in my sin, far from the peaceful shore. But the master of the sea heard my despair cry. From the shore, he lifted up, now safe am I, Jesus said. So I would encourage and create me a clean heart, oh God. I can't make it by myself. Have mercy on the authority of unfailing love. There's somebody out there that you need to show what love looks like because they have harmed you. And they have hurt you, but you can say, I forgive you. They're going to say, I don't deserve them. You can say, I don't deserve the Lord Jesus. But I say, give us this day our daily bread. And lead us not. <laughs> forgive our debtors as we forgive those who trespass against us. I, I, I don't got it all together. But my God keeps on working at me. And help me say, Lord, I need your mercy. I don't know about tomorrow, but I know today I got mercy. And if I got it today, it's going to show the feet at the Lord. Lord, Lord is Jesus. Don't say it. I want to encourage you. Good day, now, son. Let the Lord bless you real good. I'm not preaching that, but my soul just got happy. But I'm thinking about God's unfailing love. How good it is to be in the presence of the Lord. But you're feeling weighing that cool. You're feeling heavy. I was going to encourage you to let go and let God. Just put it all on Him. Say, Lord, here it is. And give it to him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Uh, it's, it's in a bell sign now. You know, at the end of the game, when they got one last play, and they throw the ball as far as they can, you know what they call that play? A hell man. They, they throwing up a prayer. When will it work? Well, I would encourage you to understand that you can throw up a prayer. And when you throw up your prayer, I encourage you to raise your hand. Y'all, y'all, y'all miss what I just did right there. Because when they go to the law and it gets to the end of the referee goes. 
all, I wish somebody could raise their hand and praise God and say, it is well. We already got some victory. Just throw it up into the Lord and say, Lord, have mercy. Before it's your arms, Listen, God, we just thank you that no matter what we're going we can put it all on you. And Father, we want to come home. Come home. We acknowledge our sin before you. And Father, transform us, renew us, refresh us, and revive us again. So we can walk in Jesus according to your Lord, there might be someone here that does not know Jesus as a Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray that they confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus died on the cross for their sins and that he rose again from the grave and seated the right hand of Father. Father, we thank you all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Father, I pray that they find a Bible believing, preaching, teaching church that they disciple. The Lord visits this place. We welcome them here this morning. And the Lord, they might be online and searching the Lord. We pray that they can find a place that they can fellowship with brothers and sisters in Christ to encourage them to walk in humility before the Lord according to his unfailing love, grace, and mercy. We thank you in Jesus Christ, name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. As we see on the word, we pray that God his tithes and his offering. Uh, this is the second Sunday, uh, so the usher will be not usher, will be collecting uh, to give, and you know, you're not usher, but you're very gracious and scholars and attainment of the benevolence and service within the community. And so, if any of your donations would be greatly appreciated, uh, and we'll be back here at uh, 3 p.m. You're not an usher board, but the service is here. Host here at Zion, so the usher will be holding a basket for that, and also our tithes and offering baskets for it is here too. So let us pray those who want to be able to give on our app, you can do that, or text to give on the Zion app. You go to the website, www.zionbqa.com, uh, to download for an Android or iOS device. So let us pray as we just prepare to give God his tithes and offerings. Father, we, we freely give back to you, the Lord of the Lord. We thank you, Lord, for how you bless, how you multiply, how you increase. And Father, we pray for those who have died again, we get out now. We thank you, Lord, that you provide our every need. So increase, multiply what is given for the work and the education of your church and of the men rising and the equipment of the saints. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray. Amen. As you follow the instructions of the ushers. Thank you. 